0: Que rise to the top, oh yeah. I am the queen,
1: yeah, the queen of the crop. I am the queen. Oh yeah, welcome in everybody. This is Cream of the Crop, an Apples and Geno's presentation. I'm your host, Blake Creamer. Please follow me on X. It's at Blake Creamer AG. Also, Apples and Geno's has an amazing Discord. Link is in the description. You get your buns in there and you do it now. All right? There's like-minded fantasy managers in there getting to business all over the place. And and, uh, things are going to start ramping up as we get closer to the season. All right? And also, while I got you, please consider giving the pod a rating all right we're not going to tell you what to do but if you throw a five star in there i ain't hating it all right that's that and this is this we got an epic episode here locked and loaded for you cream of the crop i got my boys john binkle with me and josh hutchinson boys how you doing what's going on here what's
2: up yeah good man good man i said what's up and you said good josh what the hell Did I say, oh, I'm sorry. No, buddy,
1: come on. You know what? It's kind of funny.
2: I I, know. How are you? Yeah, yeah.
1: What? uh, There you go. (laughs) (laughs) We lost it. Yeah, I do that all the time. If I say, what's up, (laughs) and someone says good, I'm like, I said, what's up? Like, are you listening to me? What's happening? Anyways, that's, (laughs) I don't know where we've gone with that. Uh, Boys, uh, this is a long time coming. Uh, Just the three of us is kind of nice. Nate is taking a sabbatical. He's out on vacation. He's having a Coke and a smile. Meanwhile, we got the big boys here kicking butt and taking names. That's what we do. I got these guys here. Uh, We're going to do a way early three-round mock draft for category leagues. Yeah. Nate and I did one for points leagues. And Nate, you know, wiped the floor with me, and then that's fine. Uh, but I'm going to take take to the streets with these boys here, all right? My teams are coming out on top. But, yeah, we're going to do a category league. It's going to be really fun. You know, there's no timer. We're just going to be picking our guys and kind of discussing our picks. So it's that's good. But, uh, yeah, what what is going on with you guys? Binksy, I haven't seen you in a while. How's everything going?
0: It's good, man. I'm uh, working two jobs right now. Um, just trying to get by, survive, as they say. That's right. Uh, I'm working on a business proposal for a bar, cafe, restaurant. There's um, this building that I've always been eyeing as I drive into an entertainment neighborhood here in Dallas, because ironically, none of our entertainment stuff is downtown where I live. It's kind of spread out in pockets around. And there's this flat iron building that kind of sits at a, a four point intersection in this blossoming neighborhood in Dallas, um, might call it gentrification. Depending on your proclivities, it's a big one. Um, oh, but in crazy. any event, it's been a law office building for a long time, and recently I saw it go up for lease. Uh, and while I've been in the service industry twenty years, I've never really considered doing it for myself. Um, so I've spoken to some some longtime friends of mine that have gone out and opened bars and cafes, and gone on to open you know Pilates studios. Just you know have the the knowledge that of the things that I don't even know that I don't know, right? So I've spoken to a few of them and I'm, I'm putting a business proposal together and, um, you know, throw it against a wall and see what sticks. So uh, my mind's been in like seven different places going yeah. on with um, with that and work and and Dynasty League rookie drafts and, and et cetera. So I'm in nine different places, but in a good way, you know.
1: I love that, buddy. That's exciting, man. um, You know, I I love the service industry. I got to say I worked um, as a cook. I always say cook. I don't say chef. But uh, yeah, I did that because I was trying to do music. But I worked uh, in kitchens to sort of make ends meet. And I loved it. I absolutely love it. And sometimes I think if I, you know, if I just won the lottery, I would probably go back. And just work in restaurants <laughs> it's because it's so damn fun and I love cooking too. So yeah, kudos to you. Actually, buddy, do you ever watch that show, The Bear? Have you ever seen this?
0: Yeah. Yeah, oh, I've seen man. every episode.
1: Are you into that? Yeah. Uh, oh my God. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Like, that's yeah, it's real- um, it's earnestly the, the closest uh, a fictional narrative has ever come to the the kind of like manic psychosis that a restaurant can be. Yeah, yeah it's a absolutely. really, really good show.
1: Josh, you gotta get on it, buddy. You seen this thing?
0: I haven't yet. Uh, the closest uh that
2: I that I was to uh being a cook in the service industry was just being uh the dish bitch at multiple different
0: uh <laughs> on his resume
2: establishments. Yeah. So
0: yeah, most important I mean, uh, position in a restaurant.
2: That's that's fair. That's fair. I also worked at Wendy's, a couple different Wendy's locations. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. That's, that's as exciting as my, uh, as my pre, uh, actual professional self, job experience. Calling me.
0: you Burger Boy from now on. Note nice. Of course, yeah, you, you can it. do now whatever what? you want.
2: I'm more of a spicy chicken guy, but, uh, but you can call me Burger Boy if you want. We got to get on. the word,
1: yeah. We got to get the word nuggets in there too. Some something like spicy nugs. nugs.
2: Oh
0: yeah.
1: Something. Let's noodle on this. The three of us will take it offline. But anyways, what the hell? I do this every show. I just digress into a. I don't even know what. All right. You're here to listen to the mock draft, not listen to me yammer on. All right. So here we go. Um, but this is awesome. Actually, boys, I did want to say before we start. Yeah, we we've been doing this for almost a year together. This is sick. I remember the first episode we did, and that was such a blast. And Yeah, this has been such a good experience for me, and I love the work you guys do, so I'm just super stoked to have you guys on the pod. we got to do this more often, all right? Get that guy Nate down. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? All right. Just kidding. Shout out to Nate. All right, he's a legend. Okay, so we're going to do a three-round mock draft again, just discussing our picks. The question for this particular draft is, will anyone take a goalie in the first three rounds? All right, what's the over-under here? Oh, my God. We're going to play goalie chicken. You guys with me?
0: yeah yeah i'm definitely with you sweet i think i think it might be the loser of that chicken oh i love it he's got a a plan
1: okay all right so we're drafting a 12 team um head-to-head category league okay so we'll all you know there's three of us so we'll each have four teams that's fine that's easy math for me to do the categories here are goals assists hits blocks special teams points Shots on goal, and then our goalie categories, which are saves, wins, and goals against average. Those are the categories that were in the A&G uh, category league that we did, that Josh won. Congratulations to you, Josh. Now go to hell. All right? <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: that's fine. All right. So we're going to go pick, pick by pick and give some thoughts. But you know what? I've been talking long enough. Let's get into it. And the first overall pick goes to Big Josh Clutch Hutchinson. Buddy. What are you doing? Who how, You know, this is a mystery. What do, What are you going to do here? I don't know.
2: This is very appropriate. I got the first overall pick in, in the uh, patron league as well. And uh, I mean, I thought long and hard about this, but I'm going to have to go with uh, Mr. Connor McDavid, Mr. McJesus himself. The second coming of Jesus Christ on skates, I suppose. Uh, he uh, is just unbelievable in every category. It doesn't matter what format what league you're in he's the number one overall pick 1.0 if his adp is not 1.0 this year i'd be shocked um yeah i I, it's got to be Connor mcdavid goals assists points shots he's uh uh, power play points power play points might be the most valuable category in there uh he had over 70 this year so um yeah definitely going with Connor mcdavid here
1: you think he can, and Edmonton in general, can sort of recreate that power play again that they did last year?
2: Uh, I mean, they have basically all the same personnel. I don't, other than uh, they've got Bouchard instead of Tyson Berry. And and honestly, I don't think Berry really, Berry was just kind of there. Like, I I don't really think he he did a lot for that power play. I think it wouldn't really matter who you put there. Um, I, I, I think... Obviously, he does. He does have some offensive skill, and I. Th- but I think Bouchard is is a pretty good replacement. So, I, I mean, they ha- had a ridiculously high shoot, uh, shooting percentage. Um, so maybe there's a little bit of regression there. But but they're uh, an unbelievable power play. I think they're, they're still they're still going to be God mode, basically. Yeah. No, that's no question. What do you think, Banksy?
0: I don't think there's any way to argue with that. I think uh, I did my best to argue with it last year, and um, I was shown to be wrong in spades. So, um, yeah, no, I, there's no beef there. And anyone that does, uh, you definitely want them in your league as a taco. Oh, big yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> nice, tasty snack.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, buddy, Banksy. Speaking of Binksy, speaking of segues, you're up. You're getting second overall pick here. Who are you taking?
0: I'm going to go with the Big Mac Burger Boy. Nathan McKinney is the uh, second overall pick. In the same vein of Connor McDavid, uh, he does everything you want him to do. The only concern I have are are injuries. And, you know, as we we mentioned, probably once every, on average, four minutes uh, on A&G, you really can't draft uh, worried about injuries. So I'm going to go with Nathan McKinnon and solidify that center position. Uh, He gives you everything you want on a top-flight team, and and you just kind of fingers crossed that everything's going to be hunky-dory all season with him
1: yeah no I'd love to see him just just fully healthy all season and and just all systems go there in Colorado because they're fantasy beauties um yeah totally what did, what do we call him josh i forgot the uh the soggy boy soggy boy soggy boy <laughs> he got sogs he's a sog guy love, love me some soggy boys <laughs> me too buddy right. yep that, yeah it's 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 the best use of soggy all right all right i'm taking a third overall pick and i gotta go with austin matthews all right that's who i'm taking at number three book it um yeah i feel good about this i I honestly think just i I love obviously all of us love austin matthews advanced statistics the guy is a freaking unit he shoots he does everything else but you know he led all forwards and blocked shots last year that's insane um i don't expect that to happen again but just the fact that he can actually do that and his hits were reasonable as well so he's giving you some multi category coverage but elite offense and to me personally i think goals are the hardest category to to get especially later on obviously right so Uh, one of the strategies i like to employ i guess i shouldn't tell you before we draft everybody but is is goals i like to try and get goals early on so those are always the guys that i'm sort of targeting so i'm going to take austin matthews because i think that 60 goals is coming back he was snake bit last year he was injured wrist injury everything else that was going on he was just snake bit so i'm taking austin book it thank you very much and that leaves you josh what do you think actually what do you guys think austin matthews at three you like that
2: I mean, I love, I I love it. Obviously, I think you you hear me yammer on about Austin Matthews. I think he's going to have a big bounce back year this year. I think you're right. Uh, I think I do the same strategy: um, high volume shooters uh, that score goals, because I think that that um, that's incredibly valuable in a cat's league, uh, and goals are one of the hardest stats to to cover. So. So, yeah, definitely, definitely down with Austin Matthews. That's a that's about where I think I'm going to be putting him in my rankings for sure is is right at number three there.
1: Love it. Cool. Bigs, so you got anything on Austin Matthews?
0: No, I think it's money. Yeah, I think know, it's money. I think you're right in line. You know what? It's go with the shots, go with the goals. Absolutely,
1: buddy. Sometimes like I, I always find in our pods that we never talk about the best players. Like when's the last time in a pod yeah. you ever talked about Connor McDavid? You know what I mean? Like no yeah, one I know. talks about we, you know, uh, so I, I kind of like to give obviously, you know, these guys are these guys are great, but it's it's nice to sort of delve in a little bit into some of these these uh elite players. And yeah, well, maybe I might do some more of that um, coming up in the offseason here because yeah, we got to
2: give these guys their flowers. All right, Josh, you're back Absolutely. up, number four. What do you think? All right. Well, I know I talked about uh, liking high volume shooters that score goals, but I think I'm going to kind of divert from that uh, and go with Mister Efficiency, Leon Drysital, dual eligible boy, center left wing. I think it's for me. It's the goals and the power play points. Like those are so so valuable. So um, I normally I'm not super stoked about the fact that he's not i mean getting near as many shots on goal as some of these other guys in the top in the first round um but he's consistently a 50 goal scorer um consistently like well over a hundred points um it, it it's pretty hard to argue um going with I, I think it's a safe pick here at four
0: yeah absolutely i uh in 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 addition to that i mean you know obviously this is a truncated format but if you're getting a stack with connor mcdavid and leon drysidedal I mean, you're just correlating all of those points together, pretty much. So that's, oh that's yeah, deadly and diabolical, hand in hand.
1: Yeah, well, actually, to that, Banksy, these will be 12 separate teams. So treat them like 12 separate teams. So wow. yeah, it'll be you'll have you'll have four different teams. So, but yeah, ima- could you imagine having Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl on a team? Like, God, like give me give me the money right now. What the hell? Uh, yeah, it's yeah, over. <laughs> yeah, cool. Totally. Like, thanks. I don't even need to draft anybody else. I'll just draft fun picks from now on um, from the bottom up. Um, but yeah, uncle Leon, (laughs) love this man. Uh, the efficiency is insane. You can't even deny it at this point. And I just think, yeah, that power play, but him and McDavid are on another universe with their, their just their talent. Right. And then that power play, it's like 62 power play points last year, buddy. Oh my God. Um, so I'm loving that. It's a great pick at four. I mean, if you're getting dry settled at four, yeah, that's awesome. Um, cool. Let's move on. Banksy. What do you got? Pick five. Fifth overall, where are you going?
0: Well, it starts to get a little bit muddier here in this part of the round. Um, you know, you could go in a few different directions. In a banger cat format, I feel like I pretty much have to go with Brady Kachuk here. I'm oh, just taking over uh, just a monster masher who is getting another scorer added with Tarasenko on the team. It's getting Norris back. I feel like the the overall proclivity for that team to score and, and their already successful power play is gonna go up. So as much as I wanna be in on Pasternak, I wanna be in on Renton and uh so on and so forth, uh I'm gonna skip right to Brady and, and uh and start with a banger monster.
1: Yeah. Um, this guy, it feels so weird in category leagues when you're drafting Brady Kachuk this high, doesn't it? Like six overall. It does. But it makes absolute sense. I mean, what the hell that this guy, like, you know, 242 hits. Good God, man. 347 yeah. shots that this guy's like, yeah, yeah. he's, he, there's no one like him out there. The, he's a unicorn in the NHL when it comes to category leagues. So I love this guy. I actually think Brady Kachuk has some headroom to, to maybe do a little more, maybe even get to 90 points. You know, he had eight last year but that whole ottawa team they were stinky at even strength they were crushing on the power play but even strength like on ice shooting percentage um in the toilet right and obviously brady kachuk is not a not very uh, efficient player but um i think he could be a little bit more efficient right so that you know i think he could be 90 points with these kind of perifs and that's just ridiculous so yeah amazing pick there i don't know you got anything on, on kachuk there josh
2: yeah i 100 percent agree with that i think that there is uh there there's a ceiling that's a little bit higher for him um i think he seemed to pop a little bit this year cuz cuz up until this point i don't think he'd been like a super high point getter but even so like his his hits and shots were are elite and they have been for a while uh but yeah i think i think he's he's typically like the last couple of years i think he's been a 10% shooter uh, mm-hmm. and those have been the two best shooting uh years of his career so even if he gets to 11 12% that's still like another I mean, uh, like how many goals? What's two percent of three hundred and fifty? Now I gotta do math. math. And I, I, oh my god! You you said it. <laughs> I'm not math. I'm not the math guy. I'm not Nate. I can't do math in my head. Uh, but uh, it's it's <laughs> that that probably gets the over ninety points just in its uh by itself right there. So yeah, no, i I'm totally in agreement with that.
1: Yeah. Love it. Um, Okay. So I'm up at six. Yeah. Again, like, like you said, John, it's, it's getting a little weird here. Category leagues is different. Like, um, yeah. um, I'm trying to think where I want to go here. Uh, Okay. You know what? I'm going to go with old faithful. I'm going to take Oh no, I can't do that. You know, I'm going, I'm going pasta. I'm taking pasta, book it. I love yeah. pasta. I feel good about pasta. Um, you know, again, with the goal scoring type, you know, he, like he's got 60 goals in the wheelhouse, elite shot uh, production, elite shot, uh, chance generation. And his IPP might go up, right? He's losing, you know, he's losing some guys. He's going to get some more minutes. I don't know. Um, but I like pasta and I think he's going to be in for a big year. And he's, he might even be leaned on a little more than he was last season. So that's what I'm that's where I'm going what do you guys think about pasta at six
2: yeah I'm totally down with pasta I think that's exactly where I would have gone at this point um elite shots another soggy boy Soggy uh, boy. over over 400 shots this year he gets the hits as well not like a not a, a game changer yeah. in terms of hits but but uh they're definitely there um yeah I, I'm a big fan of David Pasternak I think He can still do it. I mean, he proved this year that he can do it on his own um, because he essentially drove the second line in Boston. So I don't think it really even matters that Bergeron and Krejci aren't there. So I'm like all in on David Pasternak. Yeah, I think
0: it's a big season. I know
2: what about you, Binksy? I'm
0: a little bit more scared than that, honestly, of Pasternak. I mean, you're seeing. Um, huge increases in shot totals in even strength goals and um, even strength assists. Like obviously Boston was a complete machine all the way throughout the season up until the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, as much as I believe in him as a player and, and I, I don't think he's going to fall off a cliff. I think it's certainly possible that this was a high watermark for him and I wasn't even as tempted to take him with the previous slot selection. Like there are three or four other players that I feel a little bit more comfortable drafting in his stead. Uh, I mean, we're talking about a guy who had 91 hits last year and a previous high of 72 a very long time ago. Right. Mm So yeah, he was, he was, as you mentioned, driving play all over the place, but how much does that continue for Boston next year? Minus some veteran presence Um, coming off of a very grueling season where they were clearly the president's cup winner from, from an early standpoint. So I have a lot of concerns about Pasternak. They aren't, deadly concerns but they push them down the list just a little bit for me
1: yeah that's a great point um you know we saw what florida did two seasons ago and everybody's redlining and and you know hitting these these insane marks and then everybody comes back down to earth and that could very well be in the the range of possibilities for pasternak i just think with this with the chance generation and the shots it's just something that i take comfort in and but yeah you're right like it's going to be a different team over there they lost a lot of pieces so how does that sort of change what goes on in Boston? There, so absolutely valid. Um, I can't take my pick back, Banksy. Yeah, oh my god! Why we? I should have just conferred with you before the pick. That's fine. Um, okay, let's move on. Josh at seven. What do you got, buddy?
2: Oh, this is this is definitely where it gets difficult. Um, I think I'm probably I'm, I'm kind of tossing around two names here. Um, I guess. This is difficult. Matthew Kachuk is probably the guy I'm going to go with here. I think I'm going to lock in Matthew Kachuk. I'm not really sure if he's going to be healthy to start the year. There was some question as to uh, whether he'd be okay from his injury um, that happened in the Stanley Cup final there. But uh, um, we'll just kind of pretend that he's going to be healthy to start the year, and I'm going to go with uh, Matthew Kachuk here. Um, Obviously, really popped this year. Um, really high shot totals. Um, he's proven that he can be a, a well over a hundred point guy. Um, and there, I mean, there was room, There, there's room for even more there as well. Um, I think Florida as a team uh, outside of Matthew Chuck really was not uh, converting on their chances. They were really low efficiency. So um, I think there, there's some room for even, even more, uh, for Matthew Kachuk there. Um, doesn't get the hits that his brother does, um, but it, they're they're still there. Um, and yeah, I like him a lot. I think he's a, he's a lock for the first round in any uh, any league format, and I think that's who I'm going with here. Awesome. Yeah, what's your take on uh, Kachuk there, Binksy?
0: The health is a little bit of a concern for me. Um, that's really the only minus that I see, I think. Yeah. Um, Florida is primed to go again. I think the, the luck metric should, should come back to the mean um, in a really beneficial way. And um, you have to think that emotionally, even though the team uh, has the almost Stanley Cup hangover, that in, in terms of mindset, they, they know exactly who their guy is now with Maddie Kachuk. So the health is a little bit of a drawback. Um, I think that you might get a little bit of a boost in value in your drafts um, with people being more hesitant to get him in a, in a better spot. Um, but I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. It's definitely in the short list for me in, in terms of the selections coming up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. It's a good point. Like he could fall maybe to the end of the first round. And I think if you're picking up Matt Kachuk at the end of the first round, bang. Like I don't know, I don't know what he's gonna miss, right? Like what? What was the injury? He broke his sternum or something like that, right? <laughs> like yeah. buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I still, yeah, I feel very comfortable with Matt Kachuk in the first round. I think this this place makes sense for him if he's fully healthy. And then, um, yeah, if he drops to the to the end of the first round, I'm loving that too. So cool. Um, good pick, buddy. All right, Bink uh,
0: Binksy, you're up. So. I'm a little bit torn between kind of two similar situations and two similar outputs between Miko Rantanen and Kucherov, right? Both are going to give you a certain amount of weight across the categories. Uh, Age is always a concern for me with, with Kucherov. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to go with Rantanen and that's really more of a, a team bias. I have some real, Bias against Tampa Bay players, and I think a lot of people have that. It's why you, year to year you seem to find ridiculous Braden Point type value or with Kucherov, or et cetera, with with Tampa Bay Lightning players. But as the saying goes, you never get bet against Tampa Bay, and yet I always do. So I'm going to go with Miko Rantanen in this slot. Yeah, love that. I
1: think and You know, he, what else does the man have to do? He's good to go um you know again with landis out this guy this guy put up great numbers and he really kind of led the team in a way i mean obviously mac is the is the driver there but this guy was no slouch like he's
2: he's a 1b there no question i i love the pick i don't know what do you what do you got on ranto josh anything yeah that was the other guy that i was i was tossing around when i said i was tossing around two guys um matt kachuk and and miko ranton and i think again you uh blake talked about drafting um guys that are going to get goals. I mean, Ranton improved that um, he's he, I think he'll, he'll probably be back up at 50 goals again this year. Um, his, his underlying metrics reached new heights. And I think that's something that you can probably expect from him. Um, and, and Colorado realistically, uh, obviously they, they acquired a little bit more depth uh, in the off season. Um, but I still think that they're going to be leaning really heavily on their top guys and uh, Ransom is definitely one of those guys. So, uh, yeah, I like that pick a lot. And that dual eligibility, really like that. Yeah. Yes. Like it a lot. Indeed. Now, it's huge. I mean,
1: in the A&G Cats League, there was no uh, utility spots. Or was there one? I don't even remember. But it's like no, I had. No, no there's so, none. Yeah, nothing. So I had like all these wicked centers. I'm like, I it's centers only. I can't do anything. It's pissing me off, all right? But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so you, you like the dual eligibility there for sure. So, yeah, those are my two as well, John. So I'm going to I'm gonna go with Kucherov at 9. Um, I'm comfortable with Kucherov, and I'm very comfortable with Kucherov at 9. Um, you know, I don't – like, the, he played 82 games last season. That's awesome. Like, I think about Kucherov. I think about Malkin. I think about – you know, uh, there's another guy I can't remember. But just guys playing 82 games where you're like – How did this happen? Like, no one expected that. And uh, I think, you know, Kucherov, I think he's good to go. I I don't really draft um, worrying about injuries. And, you know, unless I hear something different on Kucherov, I'm good to go. 112 points in 82 games. Love that. His shooting percentage was down, uh, you know, from his previous numbers. So I think he... he goals in the tank i mean that team is still elite on the power play they still got the same cast of of characters he's still the, the number one guy there so i like kucherov and i like uh you know the right wing as well sort of locking
2: that up here um a good right winger early so i'm taking cooch book it yeah i like that pick a lot i think um like you said his shooting percentage was down this year even though he's still at a great point output um still they they have essentially the exact same power play as they as they've had, um, even switching Sergachev and and had been around depending on what they decide to do there, um, and and then potentially Brandon Hagel as the, as the fourth forward there, and he he was pretty successful at times when he was put on that power play. So uh, I mean nothing really changes for me with Kucherov. He's still gonna have points. He's still gonna have Stamkos. Um, yeah, I, I like that pick a lot right here.
1: All right, let's see where we're going. Okay, Josh, you back up number ten. What do you got?
2: Oh boy. Okay, so um, I I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna snipe Banksy here and take his boy Jason Robertson. Uh, I think okay. I think J Rob. That's fired. Has proven uh, he's proven to be a lock in the first round, even late in the first round. Um, he really reached new heights this year. Um, gets those goals, high volume shooter. Um, I like him a lot. I like Dallas a lot. I, I like their power play. I mean, outside of Edmonton, they're they're one of the best power plays in the league. And and again, nothing has really changed there. So um, I like uh, I like the potential output for J Rob. Uh, I also like the fact that. They're probably going to be keeping the hints pavelski j rob line together so they can just continue that chemistry. So I, I'm big on J-Rob this year. So that's that's where I'm going with that for for this team here at 10.
1: Yeah, love it. Binksy, is is Robertson going to – is he able to kind of build on what he was able to do last season? Or what do you, what do you think about
0: him? Early on in the season, I thought that I was looking at a player who had really just – like burst through the ceiling, right? And as the season went on and, and into the playoffs when he kind of lulled a little bit and the team didn't score at such a high clip, I, I lost a little bit of my confidence in him being a first-round player. I think the possibility is there. I'm not nearly as convinced now as I was six, seven weeks into the season. And perhaps that's just like emotional highs and lows of, of watching him struggle in the playoffs. But he's, he's clearly the front runner. I think what's happening in terms of perception is that Rope Hints is starting to get a lot more credit and he's starting to get a little bit less credit as to far as that, that line success. And I think that's like, I think it's a legitimate evaluation, the way those things are starting to converge a little bit. Um, I don't think they're quite in the same tier. I think Robertson is is still quite a bit above him, but my faith in Dallas as a whole to get better as a team is incredibly bolstered. And that says a lot, even to myself, because, uh, in Dallas, we tend to hate on the stars Mm -hmm. as much as we love them. You know, like where the, the faith is not quite there, even though I saw a really interesting stat just the other day, um, since 96, the stars are the winningest team in the NHL. And since 2001, they are the fourth winningest team in the NHL, right? It's been incredibly wow. consistent. They've got um, an unexpected level of consistency with the stars. And, um, you know, obviously we all know about the, the youth movement and the, and the veterans kind of coming together and meshing in that way. So I like the pick. My faith in Robertson is a little bit wavering at the moment. Um, and I'll probably let someone else be the, the person to select him in the first round, but if it comes to me in the second round, I'm pulling the trigger every time. Bang.
1: Yeah, love it. I'm, I'm excited for Robertson. Yeah, there was at one point in the season where he just seemed like the best player out there. I remember having a, a podcast with Nate, and we're like, yeah, it's J-Rob's it's world, and we're just living in it because this guy is elite in almost every you know, advanced the, t- you know, metric that we follow and he's converting as well. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about Dallas. I, I've, uh, you know, you guys know we play, we all play in a, a league together, a dynasty league. And I basically just put all the Dallas top line together. I've got Pavelski, Hints, and J-Rob. I got Ettinger, Ottinger as my goalie. You know, I'm, I've just went off on Dallas. So, yeah, I'm expecting big things from this line as well. All right, Banksy, what do you got? What are you doing? Uh, we're close to the end of the first round here at 11. Who are you
0: taking? I am the man that's gonna bust this wide open i'm I'm kind of surprised that it's taken this long but I'm gonna go with kale McCall oh, uh,
1: what are you doing to me oh my god
0: Make I'm trying uh, a couple of different strategies across this teams and uh, with this particular team I think I'm gonna lean into a um, value above replacement player um, metrics and and go with defense heavy on on the end of the first round as I tend to do in this slot so uh, I'm very happy to have Makar. I considered Yosi, but the state of the team scares me quite a bit, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously the Avalanche just incredibly dependable. So,
1: yeah, that makes sense to me. You, you're you're so right. Um, like when I picked Kucherov, I kind of I had the thought of Makar, and I didn't really let myself think it, and I was like, uh yeah, he probably should have went there, but you know. My- McCar at the end of the first round i think it's a slam dunk right because he, he was off last season he just he wasn't fully himself he was injured and you know hopefully comes into camp
2: super healthy and i mean ready to rock but i don't know where, where are you at with McCar, josh yeah i think i think uh, grabbing a defenseman that could potentially get you 80 to 90 points um is is i mean you you got to do it right like and and he's a guy that i think um if he has a healthy year could reach new heights um I feel like I'm saying that a lot, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he does, he does everything. He does absolutely everything. And uh, I'm, I'm huge on Kale McCarr. So yeah, I think that's a great pick there. That's probably where I would go as well.
1: All right. That makes sense. Um, Okay. So I'm, we're doing a snake draft. I forgot to say this. So I'll do uh, two picks here. Does that even make sense? Does that even make sense? You know what? Forget a snake draft. That makes sense. Does it will snake it here. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're man, gonna, that makes we're sense. Gonna, yeah. We're gonna snake it. We're, we're we're adjusting on the fly. All right. So because we're doing a snake draft, then I gotta. I was gonna take Makar there, so I gotta take, you know, the number two. I gotta take Yossi. I gotta do that because you know I wanna. I gotta get my D locked up here. That's something I'm definitely gonna try and do a little better this season. <laughs> um, I notice guys like Nate and guys like yourselves, you know, picking D a little earlier than I do. So, I got to be smart about this. I think, you know, I play a league. So, you know, in one of my leagues for sure, maybe two, I'm going to be kind of loading up on D and seeing how that goes. But Roman Yossi, this guy's good to go. Obviously, um, you know, crazy blocks, crazy shots for a D man, power play points. I know Nashville's looking kind of stinky, but. They were they were decimated with injuries last year, and just it, it it wasn't a good year. I think they're going to be better than they were last year. Obviously, Yosi was was one of those guys, um, you know, who was injured, so he'll come back. He's good to go. I think he's very reliable, and I'm happy with Yosi there at twelve. I don't know what do you guys think about
0: Roman Yosi. You got to lock think- up your D Blake. Lock it up, giggity. Lock it up. Yep. Yeah, I think. Uh- you know, at the very least, the state of the team is going to give you a, a bolster in the blocks category, right? So you're still going to be getting shots. You're still going to be getting points. You're going to be getting um, shots on goal, but but you're also going to get uh, just a glut of blocks because he's going to be on the ice the whole time, and they're going to be on defense the whole time. So not not terrible. I had to go McCarr there, but, um, I mean, if you weren't going to take him, I was definitely going to take him at the turn again. So.
1: You, you yeah. came over to my house yeah. and you just ate my sandwich. You took the sandwich right out of my mouth and you just started eating it. I don't know what you're doing. You took <laughs> out oh, of a gun. stolen Why, food
2: always yeah. tastes better
1: well, that's fine yeah what were you <laughs> gonna say josh
2: yeah no i i i mean i I concur with that i I think Yosi Yosi's a big blocks guy to begin with, but i I think he's gonna be in a situation where he's gonna have to make a lot of blocks. Uh, and, and he is, uh, I mean, his shot rates are unmatched by any other defenseman. Um, and I, I, I think, um, I think you saw last year, his production, or at least the pace that he was on. I mean, he was still going to be, uh, I mean, he, uh, he would have been the, the, I mean, close to Eric Carlson in terms of, in terms of point production, um, which is similar to the way he was the year before, even when, um, they were just scoring at a ridiculous rate uh, in Nashville, an unsustainable rate. So I think that shows that it doesn't really matter what the personnel is on the ice. Um, he's probably still going to produce. So, yeah, big fan of Roman Yossi here.
1: Yep, going to be a big season, I think, for that man. All right, back to business. And then, uh, okay, so I'm coming back for my uh, second round, uh, first pick of the second round, and I got to you know get an elite forward, uh, dual-eligible Potentially. Um, Jack Hughes. I'm going to Jack Hughes of the Devils. I think this guy could be a first rounder too. I mean, depending on your format, like Jack Hughes here in a Cats league, ugh, maybe a little reach. I don't know because he does nothing peripherally. Um, so this is, you know, it's not a player that is super exciting to me in category leagues, but. When he's just there in the second round. I don't know. I I feel like I feel like this man is gonna is gonna pop off a little bit more too. I mean, New Jersey as a team, their conversion rate was was ridiculously low, right? Their chance generation insanely high, conversion rate ridiculously low, right? So this man could pick up more assists, more goals, more secondary assists. You know, when they got Timo Meyer in there for for an entire season and you know, to Foley. Oh my God. The the top six in New Jersey is you know, lethal. So I think this is going to be their, their go-to guy and I'm excited about Jack Hughes' season and I'm locking him up. I don't know where you guys at with this man.
2: Yeah, I'm with you there. I think, I think he does enough in all the other categories that it doesn't really matter that he doesn't hit or block. Um, I think he's an elite shot generator. He, I mean, if their power play gets better, which I think there's, there is room for improvement there. I think, uh, that I think he could be a huge power play points guy. Uh, And then, yeah, goals assists. uh, And like you said, like, I think there's going to be some positive regression coming as a team in New Jersey. So yeah, I think, I think Jack Hughes is going to be a hundred point plus guy next year. So, so that is super valuable. Bang.
0: I think, I think you've reached a bit in this format, right? Um, you know, obviously we're we're hyper in tune with with fantasy hockey, discussing it in in late July. But I think there are a lot of leagues out there where he's going to go much further down the line in a bangers category league than this spot, right? Um, I don't think it's a bad pick, even given the format. I think he is going to make up for it in the in the stats that you talked about. But in terms of where you can be getting him, I feel like five, six, eight picks later is still a possibility. Um, You know, obviously in fantasy hockey, you go and get your guy when you want your guy. But I think there's a real chance that he could have been had five or six or seven picks from now.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. That makes sense, Sean. I guess if we're thinking about this as a team, like that's not coming back to me for a long time, right? I'm waiting for a lot of picks to get that guy. And also something I do in category leagues, I don't know if you guys are with me on this, but um, I find that, you know, um, hits and blocks, they can be got on the waiver wire. You can bolster your yeah. hits and blocks on the waiver wire. What you can't bolster is lead offensive uh, production, you know? And and on a, at least for me with Jack Hughes, I think there's positive regression, like potential. I'm not saying he's going to go crazy like Connor McDavid, but he, he could be a... I think he's a hundred point guy, maybe 105, maybe 110. I think that might be, that's in the range of possibilities for me. I haven't projected him yet, but um, yeah, that's sort of my thought there. Like, I feel like, again, this is a value over replacement situation for me. It's like, yeah, I could, like, I couldn't get him on this team on the 12th overall pick. I don't think I could get Jack Hughes again. I'm, I'm positive I couldn't, but, so that's the thought there, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm excited about Jack Hughes though. Um, all right, John. You're back. Second round, second pick. Who are you taking?
0: I feel like this is a fantastic opportunity to take Ovechkin in a banger cat format. Oh, yeah. Massive amount of shots, massive amount of goals, massive amount of hits. I am on the other um, end of the spectrum when it comes to a banger's bangers cats fantasy format where I want to get as many of the categories at once rather than try and fill mm-hmm. in single categories with a waiver wire level player. I want to, across the board, get as many categories from each player. So I tend to shy away from players like Jack Hughes in a banger cat format. And uh, Ovechkin ticks all of those boxes. I mean, he just ticks every single one of them. So um, I think it's it's a pretty easy pick for the beginning of the second round for me here.
1: Yeah. And actually, it, it is weird to see in a banger's cats, Ovechkin go in the second round. That's that's a first rounder to me in a, in a category league. We kind of just, yeah... He, you look at all the great players that that are we're, we're picking from right and and just this just kind of fell to your in your lap right like this is an amazing pick in the category league so um and i think he can do it again i think he's gonna do 40 goals you know the same you know maybe maybe 70 80 points but 40 goals with insane periffs, like crazy power play numbers i think that's pretty reasonable for ovechkin and he should come into the season healthy so i don't know what do you think about ovechkin i know you're a big ovechkin guy josh
2: yeah i mean this is exactly i i was gonna pick him with my next pick honestly even though i have a left winger on that team like he, he, i i think at this point um you have to you have to take him here uh he's he his hit numbers went up last year um what even, is he though, doing? even though he was thirty thirty six thirty seven um and uh yeah i mean just a leech i mean he's he's been elite forever so i yeah i mean you you got to go Ovechkin here. He could still score fifty next year. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, love that player. Sweet. Well, that brings us to you, Josh. Your second round, third pick.
1: What are you taking?
2: Yeah, this is a tough one. There's there again. There's a few names that I'm tossing around um, that are right, right, right here. There's a guy that I would have taken in the first round last year. Uh, but I think I'm gonna go with Tage Thompson. I'm gonna go with the big boy here. Um, uh, again, elite shot generation, that goal scoring. Uh, he's got dual eligibility. I think, at least, I think he may. Um, center right wing. In in some areas, he may just be a center at this point. But that's kind of what I need for this team. I took a left winger, Jason Robertson, with my first pick. Uh, Tage Thompson's my guy here. Gonna get some power play points. Uh, Buffalo's power play is really great, and he's the trigger man there. Um, and I think that uh, I think he could get up over ninety points again this year. So I, I, I'm I'm a big fan of Tage Thompson. I think this is where he should be getting drafted, and that's where I'm taking him here. Yeah, any
1: value we could have got on Tage is just obliterated, right? You, you're, we're gonna have yeah, to spend fun. some draft capital to get this man right. I've got him actually projected for fifty. 50 goals this year. Um, and I think that's, I think that's pretty reasonable. I don't know. I think that's, he's even got a little headroom there, right? Like that's with like a modest ice time. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I hope that Buffalo is for real. Like what we saw last year, I hope that continues on this season and they even go off even more. Like I love the players they have over there. So I don't know where you at with Tage, big Tage there, John.
0: I believe, I definitely believe that dual eligibility is a huge perk. Um, The biggest marker that that makes me really have faith in his uh, ceiling to increase is only getting like 18 and a half minutes on ice being the star on the team, right? So um, I think there's actual room to grow in that projection and you you can't say that a lot um, about the top 20 picks, right? It's kind of, this is right where we expect them to be or possibly a little bit better, but there were like insane flashes from him. Right, game to game, week to week. Like, he just seemed to be the hottest player on the planet at some points. And there's a real possibility that he gets more time on ice across the season to be even better at that. So, um, it's hard to to assess where the drafting point for him is, but this certainly feels like the right spot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I can't wait for the Yahoo's ADPs to come out. That's where it's just. I like to delve in and really just just pick apart value and see, yeah, well, first off, where are people taking these players? And then yeah, how can we capitalize? So it'll be interesting to see where Tage comes, but I think it's second round for sure. Like, you know, and probably at this point too, right? I think people are, are gonna be drafting him even a little higher than maybe he's proven yet. You know what I mean? But uh, it, I don't think you can go wrong with Tage at this point. Cool. All right. Next pick for me, I'm going to take uh, – yeah, this is um, – yeah, my second pick. Uh, so I've got – on this team, I've got Kucherov as my first pick. I'm taking Timo Meyer. It's Timo time. Yeah, I'm going to take Timo Mayer. Uh He's coming off a bit of a, a down season, at least offensively, 66 points in 78 games with San Jose and New Jersey. And he kind of – his offense fell off a cliff when he got to New Jersey, but the advanced metrics didn't. He still kind of continued on cooking at what what he's doing, which is shots, hits. He's going to get that number one power play in New Jersey. I do have some reservations with, um, you know, Meyer. I think this is probably a little bit of a reach, but I want the player, right? Um, And he's left wing, right wing eligible as well. So for this team, I I think his ice time is probably going to go down next season because there's so many good players there in New Jersey. Like he's not required to be out there 20 minutes and over. I think it'll probably be closer to like 1815 or 1830 or something like that. Right. And that means his production might go down. But I think, you know, all the other stuff is going to hold. And I think the New Jersey is going to start converting a little better than they did last season. So I like Meyer. I like what he brings to the table, especially in the Cats League. And I think this is a good spot for him.
2: Yeah, I I I I have to agree there. Um, I think Timo Meyer is gonna be a second round guy this year, especially in Bangers Cats. Um, he's going to be playing on that top line, top power play. Uh, I expect his production to increase, um, uh, from, from what it was in New Jersey last year. He's a little bit more comfortable, uh, comfortable with the system. Clearly. I mean, he wanted to, to lock a lock, uh, to lock it down in New Jersey for eight years. So, so clearly he's excited about the direction there and, and the prospect of him, of him succeeding. So um, yeah, I'm i I'm a big fan of Timo Meyer in the
0: second round for sure. Sweet. Thanks. You like Meyer there. I don't know if I like Meyer there or not. I just haven't seen enough of him in New Jersey to get a real feel of what his fit to the team is mm-hmm. um, in a bangers cap format. The player that we know him to be, it feels like a really good spot, but it feels like where you would be drafting him if he were on San Jose. So, you know, the, I think the, the net sum that we've come across this season is that things are going to be different for him, but he'll be equally valuable. So, it's probably the right spot, but I'm a little bit scared of it at this point with Timo. I'm a little bit scared, but the situation is much, much better. And, you know, you're talking about line pairings that, that are really going to make him fly. So I'm, I'm concerned about his hit totals going down, given their possession of the puck most of the time. But, you know, he's going to be better in other ways. So I'm, I'm wishy-washy in all different directions, but, um, but I'm not going to fight you about it. I think it's a fine pick. Lovely.
1: Speaking of picks, John, where are you going with your second pick here?
0: I'm a little bit lost as to this team. Drafting in this slot, there's there's roughly five different players that, that pique my interest and all for different reasons. Uh, but I'm going to go with Mitch Marner in this spot. Uh, massive amount of time Ooh. on ice, <laughs> getting to play in one of the best offenses in hockey. Um, I love Mitch Marner. He has burned me before in formats like this where you're just not getting enough from him across the board. So uh, I'm trying different strategies across these slots. And I think that this one in this particular slot, the eighth spot, I'm going to be leaning more on offensive firepower and the ability to put up points in all three categories. And I feel like when you have Mitch Marner on your team, you're, you're almost friggin' guaranteed to win your assist category week to week.
1: Yeah, love that elite passer. Um, for reference, uh, this team for Binksy took uh, Rantanen first, so he's got Ranto and Marner. So you're locking up offense big time. Yeah, it's goals and assists right there. That's crushing. So yeah, what how do you like Meyer this year, Josh? Not Meyer. Sorry. Uh, I Mar- mean I,
2: Marner. I I mean I love Mitch Marner. Um, I I always am allergic to picking him this high though, just because mm-hmm. of the lack of of shot volume. Um his assist numbers obviously are elite. Um, but you never really know what he's gonna do uh with his goal totals. Uh last year his shot rates all went down, even though he had a career year in points. Uh he actually had career lows in, in uh shots per 60, individual course four per 60. So like I'm kind of confused by that. Like I don't really mm. know what that means for next year. Um, but yeah, I mean I, I, I think I think it's maybe a little high for Marner, but that's my that's my opinion. Like I, I don't think it's outlandish to pick him in the second round for a Bangers Cats, but um yeah, I, I don't think that I would be necessarily picking him
0: right here. So I gotta posit this to you then. Has he fallen out of, of the second round for you as a draft player in general? Uh, or it de- is it just uh, in I his don't, format?
2: It depends yeah it depends on the, the league settings i think he's probably a late second round guy for me in a points league in a bangers cats i'm not really sure it might even be third round but like but but again like i i, I feel like marner is always picked before like someone always wants him more than i do so this, so i i'm never in a position where i'm like oh i guess i'll pick marner here because he's already gone
1: yeah, makes makes total sense. I, I think I'm 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 kind of in between you guys. I think he's yeah he's mid to to late second round. I think even in this format, and you know that's interesting to me with his shot totals. Like I think that has room to grow. Obviously, last year was a weird year for Toronto um, with their with their top guys. Right, Nylander was cooking. Everybody else was kind of you know floating along. Although this guy got a career high. Right, how many assists did he get? Do you guys know? Let's
0: see. 69 is 69. Yeah. You see what you did there. Yeah, I remember. I see you. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) I see your smile. What are you talking about? I see you. That's a
1: nice total. Um, One thing I love about Marner is, and the big guys there in Toronto. The deployment, 21 minutes and 17 seconds. My God, like that's yeah. not going to change. I don't think they've they trot him out there for pretty much the whole game. So um, that's, that's what holds Marner's value for me here. And I think he can regress positively in his goals and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. it in a banger's cat. He's a little lower for sure, but he's a legend. All right, let's move on. Who's the next pick? Oh my God. Oh, it's me. All right. No, no, it's
2: Josh. Let's go, Josh. What are you doing? Oh, it's me. Okay. All right. Well, I, I think I'm going to have to go at this point. I mean, he's fallen this far, uh, but I'm going to have to go with Kirill Kaprizov. He was a guy I was Mm -hmm. tossing around for my last pick too. So um, yeah, I mean, big Kaprizov fan. Uh, I think he got shafted a little bit last year with the injury at the end of the season, and that's going to make his draft stock fall. I think people have kind of forgotten about Kirill Kaprizov. I still think he's a borderline first round player. Caliber player, um, so I, I I really like him a lot. He's going to be over 100 points again if he's healthy, um, even without uh, the the help. Because uh, uh, it, it it just really seems like I I mean I'm really hoping that uh, they finally put Boldy on the other wing, five on five. Um, but yeah, he's going to be cooking on the power play. He's uh, he, again another guy that that shoots a ton and has high goal totals which is i mean there's a theme here for me um so yeah i'm a big fan of caprizov right here and i don't think i couldn't let him drop anymore you did the right thing buddy yeah that's this is a great player to sort
1: of highlight like him in cats leagues for sure he might he might fall here like all the picks we're making so far they they seem reasonable nothing's like whoa what are you doing like it it these all seem reasonable like you know, and because, like you said, the, the way his season ended last year, this guy could be had at value, maybe like Kirill Kaprizov in the second round, like mid to late second round. My God, what the hell? I don't know where you at with cap. There, uh, Binksy.
0: He was in my very short list uh, of players to pick for for a variety of reasons. I don't believe in his ability to play as the guy all season long, season in, season out, and even more than that. I feel like the the wild are on a kind of a real downward trend right so what does he have to play for kind of emotionally for me right they're they're a squeaky team they're trying to eke into the playoffs each year who's on his line you're hoping that Matt Boldy goes there they still don't have a solidified center like he's not giving you a ton in other categories so for the same reasons that I was up and down about Marner, I'm up and down about Kaprizov, and and my my bias went with Marner, and uh, your bias right went with Kaprizov. I think they're fine picks, but I don't I don't love either one of them in this format. But uh, anytime that you're getting the the offensive production from Kaprizov in the second round, you have to feel pretty good about it. Yeah. But again, there's what probably twelve or fifteen players that are kind of in this range that we're all just kind of finding our way through the ADP right now. So uh, I think there's a, certainly a chance in, in some bangers cap that, that he was picked five picks ago and there are some, some leagues where he's going to go five picks from now. Right. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see where it, where it levels off.
1: Yeah. Player to watch for sure. But I'm interested in big cap too. I think, uh, I think Minnesota could surprise for sure. Like obviously I think with Boldy's positive regression i think we all think is happening you know and obviously their, their power play is pretty pretty stellar what about the zucchini man matt zuccarello uh yeah i don't know i don't even know why i'm bringing him up i just wanted to say zucchini <laughs> all right all right let's move on my next team here uh i picked david Pasternak with my first pick and the second pick on this team i'm gonna go with my boy Milsey. jt miller get in my life buddy yeah this guy's a cat's league beauty he's a beafer And we got to have him. All right. I love JT Miller. Um, You know, he's not really uh, an advanced metrics kind of guy, but he gets a crap ton of deployment. And I don't really see that changing, um, even in the Rick Tockett era here in Vancouver. And the power play is going to be great. He's got access to Elias Pettersson on the power play that he's going to crush there. Um, one thing with Miller, he's going to have less time shorthanded. Like he had nine shorthanded points last year. That's not going to happen again this season. I know talk has already talked about getting Pettersson and Miller off the off the penalty kill. So he could lose some value there. But the hits, the sh- you know, like the hits. All right. The hits and the power play stuff. We got to get it. Um, he's got anger issues. And, you know, and we love the man. So uh, he's a bit of a dingus too. So, I'm, I mean, I'll just put that out there. But, you know, I've got Pasta and then <laughs> JT Miller. Okay, we're looking pretty good. I think that's a, nice, that's a nice little start there. I don't know where you guys at with Millsy.
0: Well, I got sniped. That's where I'm at. Um, yeah. I was really hoping to get him at the return to the five spot. Um, having him and Brady Kachuk on a team oh means that I am just, just roaring through the hits each week. Um, it's, uh, it was him and Elias Pedersen for me looking at the same situation, same squad, kind of different peaks and valleys across the stats, but both of them very capable in virtually every category. So I wanted to go Miller there. I was hoping that you would go Pedersen. I'm going to go Pedersen with this pick. Lovely.
2: Yeah, I I'm uh, uh I mean if if Kaprizov wasn't there uh with my last pick I would have gone JT Miller as well. He's got that try eligibility which is which is super rare. I uh, you talked about his hit totals. He's got the power play points, he's got the shorthanded points if that's a category, he'd he the league in that last year. Yeah. Uh I mean obviously that's kind of a weird luck like, uh, almost like a luck stat, but but he's definitely out there on the on uh, on the penalty kills so um, yeah. And, the, and then, uh, I mean just an 80 to 90 point guy perennially. So yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of JT Miller here in the second round. Absolutely. He's a lock
1: as you should be. All right. They'll,
2: they'll be damned. If
1: anyone's going to talk some Yang on Millsy. All right. Next up, Josh, come on this, uh, this team, you had uh, Leon dry Who's your pick after that? Is this me again?
2: This are, we going, are we going? We're going. Oh, no. Where did I go? Oh, yeah. Man, I, I think, I think we skipped you Binksy. Heard. We got to talk about Pedersen. Oh, Pedersen.
1: Oh my God. Pedersen. I totally forgot. All right. Let's talk about Pedersen. Give me, give me what you got there, Binxie. Why are you picking Petey?
0: Well, for really similar reasons that you've got Miller, right? Like this is a driving force on the team. He gives you um, really even distribution across these categories we're talking about an over 100 point player last year. The minutes jumped. They've dealt away some of the players that are going to hold him back in some of those capacities. It's absolutely his team. He's not the hits monster that Miller is, and that's what I really wanted in this slot, but I'm happy to take him in the same fashion. I do have a little bit of concern that, you know, we're talking about over a th- almost a Thirty-point jump from the previous season, but we're also talking about a player who's 24, right? You can you can really kind of make those assumptions in that game gap. He's just now past the 300-game threshold, so I believe in the repeatability of those stats, and I'm really comforted by the fact that he's going to be on the ice a lot, even if it's not in a shorthanded situation. There are a lot of opportunities for him to collect blocks and hits, and he's a shooter. So I feel really good about the team and the placement of this pick. I would have rather it been Miller, but I'm happy to have Pedersen there as well. Love it.
2: Yeah, anyway. I, I'm a fan. I, I I think I looked at uh, when we were preparing for our value picks episode uh, that we did recently. I think I uh, I think. I took a look at at Pedersen's underlying numbers, and and his production seemed pretty sustainable. So I'm I'm a big fan of him going in the second round. Absolutely,
1: yeah, boys, he's elite. I'm telling you, like this guy's he's good to go. And exactly what you said, Binksy. I think it is his team. I think he's probably going to be the next captain of this team. And I think he's the type of guy that thrives under that kind of pressure. So I'm I'm excited for Pedersen. I mean, more so in points leagues, obviously, but 89 blocks. That's second to Austin Matthews. Who would have thought that going into the season? Your top two forward uh, block leaders: Austin Matthews, Elias Pedersen. What the hell? No, um, but you know that's that's what they do. So, and I think he's going to do it again next season. It's a great pick. I it would have been my pick if Mil- Miller wasn't there. No question. All right, now Josh, what do you got to say for
2: yourself? Oh, this is a tough one. This is where it gets a little bit, like it's a little icky at this mm-hmm. point uh i where i don't really know i don't really know what to do here i i i took a dry sidle with my first pick on this team uh, he's a center left wing there's a center left wing guy that i'm taking a look at here that i do want to ta- i think i'm just gonna go for it it's uh it it's timmy stutes um i think Tim Stutzla, obviously, I think there's going to be a little bit of, of regression there. Uh, I think his ice time is probably going to decrease a bit. But, man, he covers those cats. He he gets the hits. He uh, I, and, and I think that there is potentially a higher ceiling for him here. I don't know. I'm feeling a little weird about this. There's a few other guys that I think I could have gone with. But I think for this team specifically, I think... I think I'm going to go Timmy Stutes. I, I like the situation in Ottawa. I think their power play is going to be really good this year too. So um,
1: yeah. Dude, That's it's, a, I'm it's a fun pick. I love Timmy Stutes. Nate poured a cold water on Timmy Stutes for me. in one of our episodes we did, because I was just talking him up and he's like, well, actually, you know, and it gave me all the statistics. I was like, <laughs> oh man what the hell no, well that's man. no fun man. <laughs> yeah, I'm still like oh come on timmy stutes so yeah i'm excited about this player i think the ice time will drop a little bit but i think he'll still be over 20 minutes um you know so that's nice and yeah he's a b for 114 hits yes please power play is going to be good to go and auto up we're stinky at even strength that should regress up so i think that should kind of balance itself out and we're probably looking at another 85 90 points for timmy Stutz with awesome riffs my two cents i don't know what about you john
0: I believe a bit more in Norris than I do in Stutzla in a vacuum after last season. And we've, we've talked about this at length, you know, who who is to say that it's automatically his spot, but at the very least the time on ice is going to come down a little bit Um, with them, adding Tarasenko, the firepower goes up. I think it's um, an even net finish. I love Stutzla. There's at least five other players that I would be going with right here. So. I think it's a touch early, but, you know, if you want him, you got to go and get him. I I might be holding on too tightly to Josh Norris, honestly. Let him go. It may already be a finished race, and I just haven't, uh, like, read the tea leaves yet. But it, it still feels very open to me, and and I don't know what to make of that that battle between the two of them yet.
1: Yeah, it's it's going to be a good thing to see. I'm excited about Josh Norris, and that's a guy I don't I, I don't know what to expect, and I it's it's just because he's been out so long and the team's so different, right? But uh, it's I mean it's only going to help Ottawa. It, it has to, right? Um, cool. Okay, it's next pick is mine. This is my team. where I picked Austin Matthews third overall, and now I'm taking a gander at Evander. All right, I got to get Evander Kane. Yeah. I got to I got to snipe that man from Banksy's grasps, Pull out out of his kung fu grip. Um, Evander Kane, yeah, second round. Evander Kane, I'm loving this guy for a big bounce back this year. You know his season, like it, it just didn't go the way it was supposed to. His um, the on ice shooting percentage was ridiculous. You know, it, which is weird because he was playing with McDavid or Drysaddle. But you know, it, it just th- there's lots more points coming. I think he's you know just under a point a game per, uh, per like a point a game per player. Point of game per player. That doesn't sound right. Point per game player. There we go. um But yeah, hits and shots. Bang. That's what we're looking at here. And he, he doesn't get a lot of power play time. And that's kind of a caveat with Kane. But I do think he's next up on that power play. So anybody goes down or they want to tinker with power play one, they're taking a gander at Evander. He's up there, right? And uh, I think this guy, like he got two power play points last season. Buddy, no. That's not going to happen again. I'm thinking 10 or 15 at least. You know, ten to fifteen power play points plus ridiculous periffs, um, and I, I, you know, if he gets any time on power play, one blast off, here we go. And I think, he, yeah, he had so much going on in the uh, in his season, in particular, He was injured and a bunch of personal stuff. So, I think he's coming in, coming in hot. And I love the man. He's got a beautiful head of hair, and he's going to help me crush Evander Kane and Austin Matthews on the same team. Shots are mine. All right, that's that's mine. I'm taking that. No kidding.
2: No kidding. Yeah. Evander Kane here is, is, is really good value. I think Um, the power play points, obviously it's going to probably be a struggle. I don't think that they're going to um, I don't think that they're, they're going to stray away from, from their unit uh, as it is that power play one unit, just because of how successful it was last year. But I mean, it's a new year Uh, things could change. And again, like you said, I think he's probably the next man up uh, if someone gets hurt and they were incredibly healthy last year. That may not happen uh, this year. So, so yeah, I, I think that's a safe pick and yeah, like you said, shots hits uh, and, and then just great f- uh, 5v5 production typically in a normal year. So yeah, b- big fan of Evander Kane here.
1: Banksy, you salty. Did I steal Evander Kane? What's happening?
0: Yes. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> He's very solid. One hundred percent. If Matthew's there, I felt like I'm. I need. I need a a, a gunning goon, <laughs> in as many words, um, and he was the one that I was locked in on so much that I am. I'm actually kind of panic picking at this point. I thought for sure he was mine. and robbed. Absolute robbery right in front of my (laughs) face and with enthusiasm to boot.
1: I'm sorry about that. Yeah, that's not personal. That's just, you know, I have a problem. All right. No emotional intelligence (laughs) right here. All right. I'm working on it. All right. What do you got, Banksy? You got Nathan McKinnon with your first pick here. Who are you taking after him?
0: So I'm a little bit swayed right now. I honestly don't know exactly where to go because the next up on my list are all true centers and I've already got one right so the the fantasy drafter in me is like I got to go at another position like I just I have to Mm -hmm. I can't just stack centers with so much depth especially in a categories league so I'm a little bit on tilt honestly like I'm I'm feeling like I need to go a little bit farther down the line to get a different position than I do to just take straight talent and in my head I'm like, is that the wrong thing to do or do I need to just take the best player available <laughs> yeah. and move on and then when I come back to the turn, stack up at another position where those players are still likely available. And as much as my gut is telling me don't take another center, I feel like I'm going to go with a tried and true player right here and go with Sidney Crosby.
2: Boom. I, I like- think that's a, that's a good pick. It's a great pick. Yeah, no, I I love Sidney Crosby here. He's he's definitely a guy I was considering uh, for with my next pick, one of the few. So uh, yeah, I, I I love that. I I think um, there's no reason to believe that that his production will dip. Um, I think some people just feel like because he's getting older, uh, things are mm-hmm. going to start tailing off for him. But but Pittsburgh overall, they were another team that were super inefficient last year, and Crosby and Malkin both um still produced uh the way that they typically do even though like no one around them was was putting the puck in the net uh so i i i i like crosby a lot i think there's going to be some positive regression coming for pittsburgh as a team uh and uh, that should bode well for him so yeah that's a great pick yep absolutely i
1: i did an episode on um uh, cream of the crop here, just distinguished gentleman, right? And Crosby's one of them. He's one of these guys that sinks in drafts because he's older, but he does it all the time. If he's healthy, he's good to go. He's a, he's a very safe pick, and you pair him with McKinnon. Yeah, now you focus on your other positions. You're You're locked up at center position in a beautiful way, so I think it's a great pick for sure. All right, Josh, hit us with you. You got the the snake pit, uh, the snake one here, and I'll tell you what. Third round. Well, let's try and lightning it so we can get Banksy the heck out of here. Well, lightning the third round and see what happens. All right, but go ahead and give us
2: uh, give us your pick here. You had Connor McDavid with number one. Who are you taking next? All right, these are my two picks here. So I'm gonna go. Uh... I'm gonna go with a defenseman for one of them and and I think at this point I'm gonna go with Rasmus Dalin really like what he did this past year I think it's pretty sustainable um I I like the, his situation on power play one in Buffalo I think that they're going to wreck worlds um, and he gets those perifs. He 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 shoots he hits he blocks he does a little bit of everything so he's a he's a top five defender. Uh, and I'm, I'm taking him with this pick with my second pick. I'm going to go a little off the board. This is, i probably wouldn't take him here. Uh, well, I guess it's not super off the board, but I probably wouldn't take him here. If this was, if we weren't going beyond three rounds, Yeah, but I'm going to go with John Tavares here. Oh, um, I know that I'm, I, I'm a bit of a homer. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a few other names that I think are a little bit more exciting or flashy, but he's another one of these distinguished gentlemen. Uh, He's a center left wing eligible. um, So he can I mean, he's there's a little bit of flexibility there. I don't know if that's going to stay that way because he was a left winger for about five games last year and somehow got that eligibility. That was super weird. But uh, like I said, I've mentioned this before. First in the league in individual scoring chances, four per sixty That's last crazy. year. Um, not really looking like he's he's tailing off like everyone says he is. Uh, he is at year after year a point per game player. Um, actually had really good hit numbers last year. He was over a hundred hits. Um, he, I mean, had is great on the power play. He's their net front guy. Mm-hmm. Had thirty six power play points last year. And that, yeah, an elite shooter in the league. So I, I'm big on John Tavares. Uh, I would probably wait a little bit because I think he doesn't get the respect he deserves uh, in in most drafts. So I think he'll drop even further. But uh, for for this right here, I'm gonna go with him. Love it. I think it's a great pick. Yeah. I, I think he can do it again. And, and yeah, I,
1: I like, I kind of like Homer picks. I don't know. We're playing for fun, right? You want to cheer for your boys. I, I, you know, if I can get some Canucks on my team, I'm always stoked, but I don't, I don't reach it. I don't think this is a reach, but yeah, it's an interesting pick. All right, Binksy, where are you going? You got McKinnon, you got Crosby, you got center locked up. Are you going to go for the three C?
0: Man, I really thought about it. Um, <laughs> as much as I've heard about Tavares, from Josh recently and, and some real eye-opening and eye-popping statistics in his regard. He was actually in that short list of centers for me in this slot, uh, it, more so in a bangers mm-hmm. category than, than anything else. But certainly in the short list, um, I really, really don't want to go back to the well on a true center and there is just a glut of talent in terms of, of that specific position right here. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stray just a little bit but still have that center eligibility for a day to day possibility. And I'm going to go with Steven Stamkos, who is also left wing eligible.
1: Nice. Yeah, great pick. I mean, again, this is another distinguished gentleman. This guy, he's on the top power play, or you know, he's he's one of the on the top power play in in Tampa, which is a great power play. And he's good to go as long as he doesn't get injured. And he's oops, he's kind of shown to be able to do that, right? He's um, he was great last season. I think he's going to be good again. I don't know where you at with Stamkos, Josh.
2: Yeah, I like Stamkos a lot. I think uh he had a bit of a down year in terms of uh general points um and was snake bit a little a little bit uh for at times last year. Um but based on I I looked at his not underlying numbers as well and it seemed like he is kind of primed for a bounce back. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm I I'm I definitely like Stamkos here. No, I think it's a great pick. Oh God. What am I going to do here? So I'm a little, yeah.
1: Oh man. Okay. This team is Austin Matthews, Evander Kane, and I got to get somebody else and I might double left wing it. I think, I think I'm going to lock up hits with Andre Svechnikov left winger of the Carolina hurricanes here. Um, I feel not so good about this pick. It's kind of a reach pick, but I think if it hits, this could really hit um you know Carolina scares me a little bit you know I wanted to, I was thinking about taking a D man I probably should have um but I'm gonna go with a more fun pick of Svechnikov but yeah Carolina with their deployment is a little scary to me Svechnikov still hasn't really you know been given the keys like you know 18 minutes was his average time on ice last season 55 points in 64 games 140 hits yes please all right so hits are gonna get locked up you know this is kind of going in the face of what I said by drafting Jack Hughes but I mean these are locked down, right? I got Evander Kane. I got Matthews who do hits as well. And now I got Sveshnikov. So, um, yeah, I like this. And I think his power play numbers should blast off as long as he gets consistent, uh, power play one, which I think he should get this upcoming season.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a fan of Svechnikov. I think, uh, man, I, I just, I just wish he got more ice time, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I've drafted him in the past and, and, uh, uh it, it just really feels like he has a ceiling that's higher than than his production uh shows. Uh, but that's primarily just because Brenda Moore just likes to roll those lines. So yeah. But uh yeah, no, I like I like Svechnikov
0: in the third round for sure. Yeah. What do you think, Bingsey? Rod the Bod. I'm a little bit concerned that he has plateaued at twenty two years old, right? I I feel like the consistency is just so concrete across his career at this point that we've been waiting for a breakout for so long with expectations that the talent is there but not a lot has changed in carolina i don't i don't know why we expect that year after year it's just like well he's a year older than he should be this level player by now but perhaps it's true like it's, it's certainly possible. There are flashes of that offensive brilliance. Rod doesn't seem to give him that time. And and there's not really any reason why, except for that's how Brenda Moore does it. And they're, they're going to be a complete team from, from one to a hundred. Right. So I'm a little bit more scared every single year that passes by when we see the exact same production from him. So I'm, I'm a little bit gun-shy at this point. I think I'm going to be behind the pack instead of in front of it with, with Svechnikov. And every year that it continues this same model pace, it's going to be later and later in drafts. So I feel like you reached a little bit hard on this one, even, even in a banger score mat bang
1: there you go it'll be interesting I'm, I'm stoked to kind of see what kind of deployment this man gets and he should be fully healthy coming in so that's a good thing too the age is a positive for me this guy's 23 it feels like he's been in the league forever so I mean you know I, if this is just them developing Sveshnikov and kind of just easing him in giving him sheltered minutes or whatever like let the man cook I'll get him out there I think this could be a 75 point man with stupid perifs. so I kind of like that. He's he's like he's kind of like Evander Kane to me, only he gets more power play time. All right, let's move on. Joshi, you next up. This is your Drysaitel,
2: Stutzla, and who you taken with your third pick on this team? Yeah, I man, I need a D or a right winger, and right now the guy I'm looking at is Alex debrinkit. Um, Probably, hmm. uh, I I think you could probably wait a little bit longer to get debrinkit, but. I really like him at this at this level. I think he's going to have a huge bounce back year. Um I could see him getting 40 goals again, um playing alongside Dylan Larkin, playing on that top power play. I think they're going to be really strong. Um and it really he just had unsustainable unsustainably bad Underlying numbers uh, mm-hmm. this past year, so um, I, I I think he is going to be a lot happier here. This is a place where he wanted to go. He's close to home. I think it's just a recipe for for great things. And I I love to say this about Alex DeBrinkek DeBrinkek. He's a little guy, but he hits. Beaver. He hits a ton. He gets over a hundred hits every year. So it. it's something that people don't really pay attention. To with the brink hit but yeah high volume shooter a guy that scores goals a guy that's going to get power play points i i really like him at, at this spot
0: yeah i do too i feel like there's a, a really solid chance that his his average time on ice goes back up above 20 from 19 um i also just get the feeling that the red wings are going to be a lot meaner this coming season i feel like there's going to be a real uh impetus for the team to go out there and just be gunning at people's heads instead of playing catch up hockey all year long. And I think you're absolutely right. I mean, he is going to be the option right next to Larkin. That's why they brought him in. Right. So um, the hits are a given. What really excites me is the, the room for improvement in time on ice and shooting percentage to both go back up in this situation where it probably wasn't going to happen for him in Ottawa with the glut of talent. So, uh, I think this is a prime situation for him, and it's a great place to, to draft him in a banger's league.
1: Yep, I agree with all that. I think regression's coming, ice time, and even strength shooting percentage. I think that's going to get better. So yeah, great pick. Banksy, where you at? You got Brady Kachuk, you got Elias Patterson. Who's next on your list? Hmm.
0: hmm, hmm, hmm. I'm going to go with a, a model of consistency here and, and go with Sebastian Aho. Nice. I really feel like there's uh, just in the third round, you need a player that is going to be exactly who you expect him to be all year long. Um, It's kind of an unwritten rule for me in the third round of drafts. I want a player that is going to be exactly what I expect him to be. No lottery tickets, no high ceiling, (laughs) just right there who you need him to be. And with Brady and Elias, I really feel like I have solidified a couple of categories. And with Ajo there in the lineup, I feel really, really strongly about his ability to be incredibly consistent. I eyeballed a couple of other centers who, who have that same level of consistency and point and Zabanajat. at. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just, I just love Sebastian Ajo and so does Rod Brendamore. So as much as there's flux in Carolina, it's never flux with Ajo, right? He always is exactly who I expect him to be. And I feel really confident that I know exactly what I'm getting at this slot in the third round.
2: I, I mean, the, Sebastian Ajo is a guy that I don't draft ever. And he's just one of those guys and it's nothing like he's a great player, but I just, he doesn't excite me at all. Like, and, and maybe that's it, but that's kind of exactly what you're saying is, is he is, uh, I mean, he's steady Eddie. He does kind of the same thing every year, but for me, it doesn't really like, get me jazzed and uh I I, like i don't know yeah. i i think carolina's power play is just not good enough to, uh as a unit uh, for him to have like crazy power play numbers um they they just don't convert enough and and like maybe that changes next year like i think that's that's definitely possible uh but he doesn't get a ton of shots doesn't really do a lot of peripherally um, gets the points, obviously. Like he'll be over thirty goals, over thirty assists. But I, I think at this point, I'm probably not taking Aho. And yeah, he's another guy, kind of like Mitch Marner, where it's not that I don't like him; it's just that people are going to be picking him before I want to pick him. So uh, I just don't value him quite as high as some other people.
1: Yeah, absolutely, uh, I agree with you on Aho, Josh. But not not because I don't think he's going to perform. It's just a player that I don't usually target. But it's more because. Um, there's a glut of centers, of good centers and good centers that I think you can get late. So guys like Zabanajad and Aho, those are guys that kind of slip by. And they're both amazing players. And to me, Aho is the most consistent and safe uh, fantasy option on Carolina and I think he's going to have a bounce back season for sure I mean he th- I think this is around the right place to be drafting games. Uh, Aho in the third round makes total sense I mean he only had 67 points last year um, he had an 84 point pace last season I think that's closer to you know what we could probably see from Ajo this season because his power play numbers uh, you know a season ago 28 points this last season 15 right so i think it's probably somewhere in the middle i think he's going to get more points and he's very consistent like Binksy said this guy's a great uh great at conversion right his shooting percentage is is very efficient uh, i like the player it's just yeah, it's, it's not ringing my bell you're like aho okay like maybe fourth or fifth i'm like aho sweet oh my god how did this happen right but yeah it's, it's a safe <laughs> and smart pick in my opinion um all right let's go on uh my pick my next pick i gotta take a d giggity um i'm gonna take teach me how to dougie dougie hamilton book it i love ah. this man yeah oh i sniped you again Bixie. you you know i yeah. never i never snipe anyone and it makes me feel like i don't know what the hell i'm doing like when i'm in draft season <laughs> and stuff like no one's ever like oh damn you sniped me i'm like what you know, I'm making good picks here. What, you know, so I've sniped Banksy three times, so I feel very good about myself. But anyways, Dougie Hamilton, yeah. Obviously, I love a defenseman that is a 20-goal threat. That's that's common sense, right? This guy, I think he'll get 20 goals next season. Minimum, right? Shot generation, elite um, you know, he's right up there. He's right up there with uh, Roman Yossi. So, you know, Periffs could be better, right? Last season, 64 hits, 86 blocks. Come on, buddy. Get mean. All right. Get out there and do stuff. Um, but, you know, they, they've lost uh, Damon Saverson and I don't know, maybe, maybe he'll get a few more Periffs, but that's not why I'm getting. I'm getting him for power play and his shot generation, you know, 74 points last year. Good God. I think 65, 75 is probably right in the range where I like Dougie Hamilton next season. So I'm locking up D giggity and I feel good. This is my team with David Pasternak and JT Miller. So yeah, we're, we're doing pretty good here. I got some, some elite shot generation in in forward and D right now and the good power play stuff. So anyways, Josh, what's up next buddy? Unless you guys got something
2: on Dougie. I like him. I mean, yeah, I love that pick. I, I would have taken him next. I think sweet. Um, My next pick, so my team that I'm picking for, I have Matthew Kachuk, Kirill Kaprizov. So I think the, I mean, I got to go D or center. I think with Mika Zibanejad still on the board, I think I'm going to go with Mika here. Love his production. Love love him at a banger's cats. He hits a bit, gets about a hit a game. Um, gets lots of shots. Is consistently around 90 points, um, with like a fairly even distribution of goals and assists. Um, He's like kind of pushes like 35, 37 goals every year. And then like 50 assists. Um, And I, yeah, I just like that a lot. Um, And he, yeah, like I said, he's really consistent. Um, He's going to be playing on that power play. And I mean, they have potential to be great. They're kind of inconsistent uh, in terms of, conversion uh, but they just have high firepower on that team and he's and he is a trigger man for that power play as well so uh big fan of ad this is about where I like taking him not really any higher than that but but uh, I'm very comfortable taking him right here
0: I think it's phenomenal I, uh, I would have done the exact same thing it was uh, a short list but be- um, between him and Aho and and a couple of other reliable centers for me there and and it was almost Savanajad, but um, I have a real soft spot for Aho, so I think those are both great picks. I'm on board with it.
1: All right, you're up next, Big C. This is your Ranto
0: Marner team. Who are you take him into third? Hmm. There's a few different places I can go. Um, another unwritten rule for me in teams is that I really want a top-flight defenseman yep. in the first three to four rounds, as this is a three-round draft. I'm going to go with Miro Heiskanen. Bang. Love it. That's Just a pick. phenomenal player. Going to cross the 400-game threshold this season. Absolutely eats minutes on Dallas. Over 25 minutes on ice uh, last season. 73 points. There's actual room for growth yep. for him offensively. He is easily recognized as one of the best smooth skaters in the NHL. I don't have concerns that he's going to disappear or that he's going to Lose some important facet of his game. I feel like there's there's real room to grow for him, and he is already um, you know right in line in the in the Norris conversation. And I think he kind of got a little bit of disrespect this season in that conversation. So there are some other defensemen here that I consider, but I'm going to go with Miro because uh, I'm a Dallas boy and I love him. You got it, and he's
1: freaking elite. I, I had him as a dark horse Norris candidate at the beginning of last season. You know, pat myself on the back. I mean, he didn't win it, obviously, but uh, the guy played amazing, right? And and obviously, that was on the back of amazing power play numbers. Like they just started cooking big time on the power play, and but he just does so many other things. Like we saw him do it in the playoffs a couple of years ago. Like just he's a great player, and he's young. Like you said, he has headroom. I love that. I don't know where you at with Heiskin and Joshi.
2: Yeah, I mean, big fan of Miro and I love love him as a player. Um, does a little bit of everything. Uh, I think he's probably a seventy-point defenseman. Uh, and again, like I mentioned, that Dallas power play—I love the Dallas power play. He quarterbacks it. Um, doesn't have John Klingberg there anymore to compete for ice time. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, <laughs> I, I on. like Miro a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's,
0: <laughs> that's a great right. pick.
2: All right, yeah, I, now I have to deal. I have to deal
0: with them now in in Toronto. I love it. I love <laughs> that I posited that, Riley. and you scoffed. And it came true. I love it so yeah. much. Watch
1: it's this man way. pop for like eighty points, getting <laughs> power play one and eighty <laughs> points. The Klingon, John Klingbird. Yeah, um, I don't uh, know. we'll see. I don't know. Better not take my man Riley off the power play. Is that going to happen, Josh? Because that that's some
2: bull crap right there. I want to see that. I don't know. I hope not. I I mean, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I, I honestly, either way, I've never been super sold with with Riley on the power play. Um, I was kind of. I was a proponent of. Of putting Sandine there when he was there um because he had some success when the, in limited time when they put him there but yeah i don't know i i i wouldn't be upset if they gave klingberg a, a look which and i think it probably will happen at some point but uh i mean i'm i'm a morgan riley fan i i love the way he played the playoffs yeah yeah um so yeah i don't know
1: all right all right i don't know John Klingberg, ANG prediction, 80 points. Book it. You guys with me? Come on. <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah, that's God, right. Bengals, no. Yeah, that's fine, John. All right. <laughs> Every party has a pooper. All right. There you go. That's fine. Uh, Not the human turnstile. No, no sir. <laughs> that's yeah, that's on his resume. Um, okay. This I'm gonna keep this one short and sweet. This is my Kucherov Timo Meyer team. There's a guy out here that it's crazy still here in the third round. Sasha Barkov, let's go. I'm taking a center. This, this makes sense um, to me a lot because, you know, he's, he's a second round guy in, in most formats. I mean, you know, he doesn't really do a a bunch, you know, peripherally, but he just does everything well. He eats minutes. Obviously there's injury issues with Barkov, but I, I don't, I don't subscribe to that. I mean, unless there's something major that he's coming off of, but, You know, I I like the player a lot. He was on a 94 point pace last season. I think, you know, we've talked about it already in this episode. Florida underachieved a lot. They didn't convert really. So I think a lot of those um, are going to regress back to the mean. And Barkov is probably going to be one of those. Plus, he's on a lethal power play 30 power play points in 68 games. So I like the player. You know, maybe some more peripherals would be nice, my man. But uh, yeah, Barkov here makes total sense.
2: Third round, ninth pick. Pretty good. Yeah, man. I love Barkov. Uh again, another another one of those players though that like I, I feel like he never falls into a position where I feel excited about drafting him. There's always yeah. someone that's higher on Barkov than me, but that doesn't mean he's a bad player. Like I would be stoked to have him on my team. But um Yeah. No, that I, I mean I think third round is great for Barkov. Absolutely. Love it. Okay, boys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We got three more picks. Uh, Thank
1: you, everybody, for sticking in with us. I know it's a B for episode. It wasn't planned that way. But, you know, we just do that. All right. So we got Josh. You're next up. This is your Jason Robertson team. Tage Thompson team.
2: Bang. This is a this is a fun team you're, you're building right here, Josh. Who's your third pick? Yeah, man, I I think, I mean, I'm I'm tossing around two different D-man, the two Carlson's. I'm trying to decide who to go with here. Eric Carlson, I think, is a little more volatile because we don't know where he's going to be. Um, but I think, well, you know what? I'm going to go with John Carlson. I think he's steady, Eddie. As long as he doesn't, like, burst an artery in his brain again, uh, I, think, I think he should probably be okay. His he's like a 70-point defenseman yeah exactly like <laughs> um i i think that uh I, I think he's primed for for a good season this year i think washington will be a little bit better um they had a bit of bad luck last year and uh obviously that power play with ovechkin is still still going to be money potentially even max Pacioretty on the other wing if he can get healthy so um i i like that a lot and i think john carlson will have a big bounce back here
1: yeah absolutely love the pick what about you john
0: I think I probably would have gone the same direction in terms of position, but there's there's quite a few other players that, that pique my interest more than that. Uh, you know, I'm a big Adam Fox fan, even with the season being what it was. Um, obviously, everyone is a little bit scared of the regression for Eric Carlson. I don't know if Carlson, John Carlson would have been my pick, but I think it's a perfectly acceptable pick at this point in the draft.
1: There you go. Love it. Minksy, you are up. This is your last pick. This is your Kale Makar, Alex Ovechkin team.
0: So again, my strategy with the, the turn team here is to stack up on defense. Um, so I'm just going to kind of ghost pick for the the next turn, right? So uh, make the assumption that when that comes back to me, I'll be picking from <laughs> this tier of defensemen. Uh but at this point in the draft, I am going to go with Artemi Panarin in the same vein that uh, that Kirill Kaprizov is an option, right? Not going to give you anything else in other categories, but you are going to get elite point production. I feel like at this point in the draft is a phenomenal place to get a 95-point player. And with the team that I have already in place, uh, with Makara and Ovechkin getting some other statistics for me in these categories, I feel – Really, really solid about just going for straight gunning points with Panarin at this point.
1: Yeah, always an interesting player in category leagues. I had him in the A&G League last year, and it was, this, it was kind of a situation where he was just still there. I think I got him in the fourth. I was like, I have to. I have to take Artemi Panarin. I don't want to. But I have to because this man gets over 90 points and he's a power play guy. But yeah, no perifs, obviously. But you know, you've got that covered on this team with Ovechkin and Makar's going to give you good perifs too or decent perifs. So it, it makes total sense. And you said you'd pick a D on the way back, right? Is that what you're, what you're Absolutely. saying? Absolutely.
0: Sweet. Yeah. Most certainly.
1: All right. I like it, buddy. Josh, what do you got? You got anything on on the bread man or Timmy Panarin?
2: Yeah. No, I don't, I don't hate that pick. I think, I think he, he covers enough cats. Um, like with assists, like he's elite in terms of assists. He's right up there with Mitch Marner. I think. Uh, I think Marner probably uh, is a little bit stronger than Panarin at this point uh, in their careers. But yeah, very similar production, a uh, very similar power play production. I Yeah, I, I, I like that. I like, I like Panarin right here. There you go. All right, my last pick.
1: I have to do it. I got to do it for Nate. All right. I got to represent <laughs> this man. Okay. This is my Roman Yossi, Jack Hughes team. And with my third pick, I'm taking Igor Shesterkin, the goalie of the you New just York. You help yeah, yourself. Yeah, I got to do it. I got it. I got a needle in there. <laughs> um, I do. I do like Shesterkin a lot. Obviously I, I'm going full zero G this year. So, you know, in real drafts, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm hitting zero G hard. This will be my first year really doing that. Um, but, you know, this is a category league. It, it's, you know, this kind of brings up an interesting question, which I'd love to get into with you guys uh, another time. But just, yeah, go always in category leagues. Like there are three categories. We got to get those covered, right? Um, I don't know. Is Shester I I like New York a lot. That's, you know, as we all sort of value goalies based on the team, I like New York a lot going into this season. I think it's a good environment for Shesterkin, you know, and he gets a reasonable amount of starts, and I I just think he's going to have a big year. So I'll take Shesty there. I don't know. Give me – you know what? um, I'll also give you my turn pick just for fun, Boone Jenner. All right? Boom. (laughs) Fourth round, Boone Jenner. Yeah, it makes absolute sense. Banksy. Josh, you with me? Come on. Oh,
2: yeah. 90-point Boone Jenner.
1: (laughs) Who said anything about points, all right? I'm talking about perips, all right? This guy's a beeper. What do you got, John? You got something?
0: With you going goalie here, right, let's let's play devil's advocate and say that it's a legitimate strategy, right, Um, because it is something that I employed in a category league uh, a few years ago where I went really heavy. I took two, like, top-level goalies in the first five rounds, and What I learned throughout that season is that I, for the most part, dominated. And in this particular league, it was five goalie categories, but I dominated those goalie categories. There were many, many, many weeks of the season where I won four and five categories. And I felt like it helped me a lot in terms of ad drop and stream options because I knew exactly who my goalies were going to be week in and week out. It didn't end up being a winning formula for me. And Josh and I have talked about this length on the midweek pod, but it didn't end up being a winning formula for me because when you spend that high capital on uh, a true starting goalie, they tend not to play as much or play as well in the tail end of the season. So I just blew through people all season long with this, um, let's say, non-zero-G strategy, right? Number one goalie strategy. But then I got to the playoffs and I was being beaten by teams that had picked up that zero G candidate yep. or were writing one goalie they got in the seventh or eighth round and then streaming me to win um, saves and and perhaps wins and save percentages and even here and there shutouts, right? So I think it's a viable strategy in terms of winning your week to week. If you're in a league that that gives you something for being the winningest team week in and week out, right? If you're getting your buy-in back for for being the winningest team throughout the season, or if there's um, some sort of bonus past a buy, then I think it's an employable strategy. But I really got bitten coming into the, the semis and, and in the finals when I just didn't have healthy goalies. And we are talking about absolute top five, you know, no doubt about it, top two goalie picks. So, I think it's something that you can try, but in my experience, it doesn't work out to win a championship. It works, but it only works to an extent. Yeah,
1: it's a great point, and I love that you brought this up because this is one of the factors why I'm going to really go hard on zero G this year. Is these guys get tired? These workhorses, they they're so tired. It happens to UC Saros every freaking season. I'm like, this guy's we a legend. With,
0: yeah. We saw it with Ottinger this year uh, for the Stars. I mean, he was just burnt by the end of the season. He was burnt out, and it showed in really, really important games where he gave up four goals in five minutes. Yep. You know?
1: Yep. Absolutely. I think that's very true. You know, Shesterkin at 36, I don't know. It's. it's- not the worst thing in the world but you know yeah i absolutely <laughs> agree i'm not going to be taking chisterkin at 36 i will you be taking at 37, though. Us, i know buddy it's it's it'll happen i promise i i, I feel good about this you know you guys got to keep me accountable <laughs> all right um boys that was it. That was a beef for John. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate that, Josh too. Um, guys, that was awesome. Um, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna actually post these teams just for fun. Um, and you, you guys uh, out there, tell us what you think. All right, who won? Who is the best team? I, I'm interested in hearing this. Um, I got these guys on uh, X. They've been using Brand X. All right, uh, John on on X is at Benkelmania. Josh is at Just Josh and 41. <laughs> Boys, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate having you here. I don't know. You got anything to say for yourselves?
2: Uh, Go Stars. Let's do it. Exactly. Uh, I need uh, that for my uh, team. Go Leafs, I guess.
1: No, we know the true answer. Go Canucks to another disappointing season where you don't make the playoffs and you kill us all. Oh God! Yay. All right. Boys, this has been an Apples and Geno's presentation. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Celebrate your day. Bye for now. A rational explanation is hardly necessary. necessary,